Daily Draft Report. Set your DVR to record now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into Daily Draft Report. It's a daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus to Camp. Tonight's prospect is Jerome Ford, senior Cincinnati running back, 5'11", 215 pounds. I am incredibly excited to bring on my special guest, Matt Hicks. How are you doing tonight, Matt? Hey, we're talking Jerome Ford. I'm doing I'm doing great anytime I'm talking about him. Yeah, I like that. I like the, I like the enthusiasm. That's what I need, man. Because I'm... I, I was super, super high on him last couple of years, and I just I was really expecting him to be, you know, more. And then this year we saw a little bit of what he could be, and I still think he could be a really good back. So I'm excited to dive deeper into him and see what you see and what you love about him. So, all right, as far as a prospect, he was a four-star guy, the 370 ranked, 370th ranked in the class of 2018 from Tampa, Florida. As everybody knows, because you can't mention Jerome Ford without saying he was an Alabama commit, because that's every article, everything you always say. Jerome Ford, former Alabama commit, um, was at Alabama for a couple seasons, but ultimately ended up in Cincinnati, where in 2020 he got a little bit of a chance to play, uh, 483 yards, eight touchdowns. But then last year he finally got more of a role. He rushed 215 times for 1,319 yards and 19 scores, plus 21 receptions, too. So we really like seeing that. So, Matt, we're going to dive into the meat and potatoes about Jerome Ford. What traits and attributes does he possess do you think will make him successful in the NFL? When it comes to Jerome Ford, I think the first thing that's going to pop out to you is his contact balance, his strength. He's a really solid back. 5'11", 215, and he plays like every pound of that. You know, you look at his, his uh, contact balance in particular. I'm watching the Indiana game, you know, highlighting that tape. He just He's just absolutely bowling over guys, right? And, it, and it's it's physical play strength, right? It's not just, uh, you know, being able to, to rep out bench press or anything like that. He really translates it onto the field. You could see him pushing piles forward with the goal line. I think that's something we don't always talk about as much, right? Uh, we were just talking about before we jumped on here, right? Jerome Ford is an option in that second tier of running backs. And one of the things that, you know, is important when you're looking at, at, at a second tier or a next group of running backs is do they have one thing that's going to help them become fantasy relevant? And I think that play strength in particular is going to help Jerome Ford be a potential goal line threat at the next level, right? So even if he's not necessarily chewing up, you know, five yards a carry or 4.8, as we've seen some of these rookies, you know, he can make up for that. If, if he's a goal line option, he's able to, you know, punch it in six or seven times a season. Uh, we, he may not be as volume dependent as some other backs, right? So when it comes to Jerome Ford, I think, you know, I would start with his contact balance and strength as that key feature that you kind of build your game around for him. He has a really good combination. You know, he does have that, but I also like his speed and his explosion. Yeah. Um, he is he is good inside and outside. Um, he can cut on a dime. He's got really good footwork. His vision's pretty good. He sees holes developing. Um, he sees like the whole field. And then as a receiver, he's he's an he's a decent receiver. I'm not gonna say he's a great receiver. You know, he catches the ball well over his shoulder, tracks the ball well, but he's not, you know, the guy that's gonna run all sorts of routes and you know, be like, a, but he's good enough to where it's not a liability for sure. So, but I do like that strength and that size is just, I mean, that's what we always go gaga over. It's the great size. So, and I think you see enough there to where he could be a lot more than what you said. It's just a matter of getting that right opportunity and the right, 
sort of, you know, I, it's just, it's really tricky for me to find a spot for him in a whole form. Is there any other things you really like about him? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that makes Jerome Ford really fun, right, is I kind of led with his his strength and contact balance, and you alluded to his explosiveness. You know, I think right. it was interesting watching Cincinnati tape. At times you saw the explosiveness. At times it seemed like maybe he was a little bit too patient behind the line of scrimmage. But he went to the Senior Bowl. He displayed that explosiveness. It was one of the reasons that I was really confident after the Senior Bowl in putting Jerome Ford. He's currently my running back five. Um, and that, that level of explosiveness he showed at the Senior Bowl. But I'm working up to the point of it's his straight line acceleration. In terms of downfield breakaway speed, and it sounds ridiculous because he's 5'11", uh, 215, but he might be one of the best breakaway straight line acceleration running backs in this year's class. And that gives huge home run potential, right? And so if Jerome Ford ends up behind one of these offensive line units that allows him to easily get to the second level of the field, he's going to flip that second gear and he has, you know, big play rushing ability every time. So it's easy for us to sit here and for any running back prospect, you could say, man, I hope he gets a good offensive line, but, but perhaps for Jerome Ford more than most, they just need to get him to that second level of the field. Right. And then he becomes a really impactful running back. So I think you're absolutely right. You know, you're, you're always cautious in projecting a high volume running back in the NFL because that's just not the way the game works. But Jerome Ford could find himself in the situation where he ends up being a high volume running back either right away or potentially down the road. I think the combine is going to be he's going to have a field day at the combine. I have a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did run a 4 4 in, in high school and a 10.61 100 meter time. I mean, those are pretty damn good. And that was in high school. I mean, obviously he's put on some weight since then, but I don't think he's suffered any in the weight room. I mean, the kids, he's a natural athlete, so I could see his, you know, his footwork and everything. He's going to kill the agility drills, the speed. He should have a really, really good combine. So, you know, All right, what's, what's, Oh, yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say what's really interesting. We talked about, right. He's an Alabama recruit. You always say that. What does that mean? Usually it means that you had really good testing in high school. One of those things, mm -hmm. right. And uh, if you look at it, Jerome Ford was the 12th ranked all purpose back in his class. So he wasn't listed or in the 247 sports recruiting database as a running back, right? If you look at some of the other backs in his class, you're looking at like Puka Williams, all-purpose back. You're looking at Max Borgie, all-purpose back, right? And, and now we think of Jerome Ford as a little bit more of an in-between-the-tackles runner. But coming out of high school, he was, a, he was an all-purpose back. And I think that speaks to his athleticism. And you're right. I think he's going to do well at the Combine. And I hope you're listening to this episode before the Combine in case I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this will be Thursday, I think. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well timed. Thank you. <laughs> All right, those are the things we love. There's there's some other things I love too, but what are some things that you see could hold them back? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think we talked a little bit about that vision. Uh, I saw it as a little inconsistent at times, you know, and I, I'm not sure if it was the offensive line he was playing behind, if he didn't have as much confidence, but I think it wasn't a matter of not seeing the field as much as not being as decisive of a, of a runner as you would have liked to have seen. Um, so I think that plays into it. You know, when you look at Ford, I think he's a running back that 
is not going to necessarily shake, uh, you know, an NFL DB one-on-one in open space, right? I think Ford, he works well in tight space. He's got good, you know, quick lateral agility and in, in a phone booth, as we would say. But you're not going to be running him, you know, in, off off tackle too often. You're not going to be scheming him into space too often. And I think you've alluded to it here when we were talking about pass catching ability. That is so, so critical for NFL running backs, or I'm sorry, fantasy football running backs in particular. Now, that being said, we don't need 80 targets, right? We don't need DeAndre Swift. We don't need Najee Harris. Uh, You look at Javante Williams, he was able to have a big season this year. I believe he finished with between 35 and 40 targets. So, you know, if if Ford can just get to that 30, 35 target range, then he can still be a really competitive, you know, running back two with running back one upside. But he's not the best natural, you know, pass catcher in this draft class by any means. Right. Yep. Those are the things I had wanted to say that he was a little indecisive, a little hesitant at times. Obviously, pass protection. You can say that about every, almost every college running back, except for Kyron Williams. Other than that, there's a lot to like, and I would have liked to have seen a little bit more in college, but I mean, shoot, there's a lot to love. All right. And as far as the mock draft database goes, there's a lot of people that peg him pretty much third, fourth, fifth round. I think that's where we're going to see him late day two, possibly early day three. Are there any are there any teams that you'd like to see him land on? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Yeah, I will start by saying I do have him projected as a day two pick. I think he'll be a late day two pick, maybe in that like ninety to like eighty five to one hundred two range. So let's see. Looking in that area, a team that could make a lot of sense. Oof, that's kind of a. <laughs> I pulled it up over here. That's a tight spot here uh, for running backs. Yeah. Miami, I think if Miami it lets the running back position slide a little bit, I'm trying to project him into volume, right? That's kind of a tough spot to project into volume. That could be good. Looking at here, yeah, that's actually a really tough range for running backs. I mean, Atlanta at 112, if he falls to the fourth round, I think Atlanta, right? We're trying to project, you know, volume more than anything with these guys. Um, and then potentially as a, you know, rotational back as well. Um, but you know, that's what's so difficult about the second level of running backs. You know, I don't have right. a perfect scheme fit for them. I'm always just looking for volume and what I can project. So, you know, Tampa Bay at 91 is is interesting. I know they're crowded, but, you know, Rojo's contract is running out. Leonard Fournette is older, you know, so that might be a little yeah. bit interesting as well. You know, certainly a few different options there. Yep. And Fournette doesn't have a contract either. So, I mean, they could technically go a whole different direction. But Atlanta has Mike Davis, so he's not going to play there. Oh, um, my God. Or Cordell <laughs> Patterson, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be a really good fit. They need some youth there for sure. Yeah, and I think he could fit in a lot of different schemes too. So like you said, I think volume is going to be most dependent there. So, And as far as rookie drafts, uh, do you, where would you target him? 12-team super flex, tight end premium? Yeah, yeah, mid-second. I'm good with it because I think what we're looking at, you're going to see the top three running backs – you know, what most folks would consider the top three running backs, Walker, Spiller, and Hall coming off the board in the first round, I would think in most super flex leagues. I think Kyron Williams is going to be an absolute steal, but he's going to hang over into the early second round, right? Like 201, 202. Then there's going to be a mad dash, right? Do you like Tyler Algier? Do you like Jerome Ford? Do you like, you know, insert your, you know, Rashad White? And so I think people are going to start mad dashing there. And so I think, you know, once Kyron Williams comes off the board, as running back four, most likely you got to go and you got to be aggressive if you like Jerome Ford, because, you know, once you get to that second level of running backs, it's it's the Wild West. It's going to be wide open. And I would I would be happy with Jerome Ford at 204, 205. Yep, definitely. Without knowing drafting spot that that's where or landing spot. Sorry. 
If for some reason he fell to the fifth or sixth round, though, oh my gosh, please no. Um. Uh, well, you know, it's like yeah. with running backs, you can almost still believe in your guy because we've seen those day three running backs hit, you know, rel- not all the time, but relatively. Yeah. And But yeah, you never want to see your guy fall to the sixth round. So let's not even talk it into existence. <laughs> That's for sure, man. All right. Well, thank you very much, Matt. Can you tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and what you are working on? Yeah, absolutely. At the FF underscore educator on Twitter. Hey, man, it's rookie season. We're grinding it out. If you're into rookie talk, which you obviously are, if you're listening to this podcast, I have the rookie big board Patreon, patreon.com slash the FF educator, where I I have uh, in-depth player profiles now for 85 rookies in this class ranked. I have a, you know, it, it translates with Devi and dynasty values and the rankings we have there. Awesome discord. So you can check that out. Like I said, like 85 player profiles, just three bucks a month. So you can check that out. Patreon.com slash the FF educator. All right. You can find me on Twitter at FF people's champ. This show at daily draft RPRT uh, work at campus Canton dynasty nerds, the Debbie show with skip here on the draft Bible network. And I feel like I'm everywhere these days. So it's the time of year to be everywhere. So I'm whoring myself out. Anyways, thank you guys very much for listening and we will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.